to the macho man Randy Savage. You are about to have a carpet tear. Careful you don't break your neck again going through those ropes. Welcome, Boot to the Face, episode 210, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where they will tell you everything you need to know about what's happening in the world of professional football, where the playoffs, the first week is underway. We've got some teams eliminated, we got some teams moving on, we got matchups set, we got people making their playoff marks, we got people... Crumbling under pressure, but yet still getting a pass as a quarterback, which kind of pisses me off, you know? We got all that shit happening they're talking about over at FullPressCoverage.com. But tonight, we will be talking the world of professional wrestling with myself and EJ Reed. EJ, how the hell are you? Man, I'm just chilling, chilling. Enjoying the, enjoy the holiday weekend. Got my work day started, work week started today, can't complain how about yourself pretty good pretty good watched a lot of wrestling this weekend live wrestling this weekend i didn't watch a lot on television but i was at uh the impact tapings which we'll talk about later. not the tapings. i'm sorry the impact pay-per-view which we'll talk about later and uh yeah had a, had a pretty good weekend grilled got on the grill this weekend cause it was nice and sunny outside i'm trying to get back into the habit of eating better foods and shit like that. So went and bought a lot of chicken, a lot of ground turkey, all that kind of shit, grilled it up so I can meal prep for the week where when I get home at night, I'm not throwing a fucking pizza in or eating fucking cereal or some shit like that. Meal prep is hard. It's it's very time consuming. Yeah, it's like it's so much easier to just go to McDonald's. (laughs) <laughs> and true. cheaper and a, too I'm about to say and a lot cheaper you seen the price of fucking eggs lately high as giraffe pussy as you would say yeah, high as fuck yeah um, but yeah I, I was on the grill and I I got boneless skinless chicken thighs which I had never I had never done before I think that's my new favorite chicken to grill they stay mm. it stays fucking juicy it doesn't dry out as much as quickly here it is fucking four days later. I'm still eating on it, and it's still fucking good. Yeah. Anybody that says uh, chicken breasts are better than chicken thigh might be a serial killer. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's them other folks. They like, they like <laughs> titties over thighs. You know how they are. Um, <laughs> we don't call no names. Uh, but, yeah, it, that's what I spent my weekend doing. Um I'm sorry, there's all kind of shit popping up on our Twitch channel. I don't know what none of it means. I'm too old for Twitch. I think that's what it comes down to. I'm too fucking old for Twitch. You got DJ Scully. Twitch was like right a little bit past like my generation as far as like really getting into it. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit too old for Twitch too. Yeah, I don't know what all the shit means. Like, I I don't know like what the, you know, like I don't, I don't see myself and, you know, 
we're not uh i'm not even i don't think we're affiliated on here yet because we just don't stream enough we stream once a week but i don't see myself going and putting a bunch of money in here just to like give somebody coins but like Mm -hmm. The people that do it, obviously, they get some out of it. Like they, they support their favorite fucking people. So I, I guess I could see that. It's no different than you subscribing to somebody's channel or subscribing to somebody's Patreon to get their content. I guess it's, that's a better way of like showing your support. So I get that. But these motherfuckers are just playing video games and you're just throwing fucking coins at them, or the chicks that uh, get in the fucking kiddie pools. And we talk about that on eighty proof. I, I don't understand it. Like. So she wrote her, your name on her arm. What the fucking do? Uh, it just seems like it's a bunch of like virgins in their mom's basements mm. watching these girls with their tatties out. And just they're not even out. You can't even do nudity. <laughs> Figuratively out and yeah, just gawking over. I don't get it. But to each his own. I don't get it either. Um, so. EJ, do you collect anything? Like, me and Marty used to talk about, like, if we bought any action figures or merch or anything like that. What's your what's your wrestling fandom? Does it just stop with, re- with watching? Or do you actually, like, do you buy anything? I know you got a couple t-shirts and shit, but. Yeah, I've never been, like, as a kid, I never was, like, a big collector of anything. And that kind of, like, followed me into adulthood. I mean, when I was a kid, I had, like, the ring. I had the action figures. But then, like, when I got into, like, middle school and high school, I wasn't, like, never, like, a big T-shirt collector. I pretty much just watched. And yeah. I was more of a big video game player when the, all the new games came out. I recently just got back into, like, 2K. Yeah, I just uh, I just bought 2K. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got a, I got a PlayStation gift card in our little gift exchange, and 2K was on sale for, like, $22. I bought it, downloaded it, still haven't played it yet. And now I see that in two weeks, they're going to release the uh, the trailer for 2K this year already. I'm like, damn, I'm way fucking behind. But I know a couple of years ago it was trash and it went away. And they made that fucking arcade looking game that I still got downloaded. I think I've played that twice. Um, I'm just not into the games anymore. Gaming is time consuming. And whatever happened to that? The AEW game supposed to come out. That's never coming out. I heard they dumped a whole bunch of cash into that. I thought it was supposed to come out like in a few months. Who knows? People yeah. they do they do pre-orders for it, but who knows when that thing's gonna come out? So I play the the game I play the most is Madden, right? And this is what I do throughout the year. Whenever the Cowboys have a game like Wednesday or Thursday, they'll put on Madden like this week's game, and they'll have all the stats updated. So what I do is I'll go in and I'll play, and I shit you not, for years now, this is what's happened. If I blow the team out, the Cowboys get an easy win. If I struggle with them or I lose, the Cowboys don't necessarily lose, but it'll be a harder game than what it's supposed to be. So I get on the game the other day, and I'm playing the Bucks, and Dak throws fucking three interceptions in the first quarter. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But eventually, like, I end up winning the game by, like, 21, I think. So I'm like, all right, so I'm looking for Dak to fucking – throw a bunch of picks last night and then us still win by a lot, but he balled out and they still won. So sometime in the next couple of days, I'm gonna play the 49ers and I'll, I'll let you know if we're going to win or lose. <laughs> man, maybe you should stay away from it, man. No, like, I mean, it, it, it works. Like it's, it's, it's almost like a spoiler. 
I'm not that superstitious, but maybe if you refrain from playing it, then it could go either way, hopefully in the Cowboys way. I mean, so like when I struggle, they don't necessarily lose. It's just a harder game than it should be. Like, like Tennessee this year, Tennessee and the Colts. I couldn't fucking like I was it was up and down the wire with them. And it was, well, I mean, not the Colts. Obviously, they won like 56 to 20. But up until they blew them out, you know what I mean? So it just holds true. I don't know why or how. And a lot of people run these uh, these Madden uh, simulations where they'll simulate the whole first round. And I think it's like 87% or some shit like that that it's right most of the time. It's, it's crazy. That is crazy. I, to be honest, this, this 49ers game kind of got me worried. I'd rather play the Eagles a hundred times more than I would pay, want to play the 49ers this weekend. I feel that because the Eagles are, you know, I don't think Hurts is 100%. Um, we already saw what Dak can do to their defense. Like, their defense is fully fucking healthy, and he lit their ass up. Exactly. Um, but I also feel like the 49ers are going to be a tough challenge. Don't Don't take this as me saying – Oh, I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of them. Like I think Dallas. I think Dallas can beat anybody if they're on their game, right? But the 49ers haven't really played anybody. Like since their their little 11 game winning streak, they've been playing like the Rams and the Cardinals and shit like that. Like play a real fucking team, you know? They played a couple of playoff teams like uh, Seattle, but they they beat Seattle. Honestly, in the way Seattle had them on the ropes, like I don't know. They don't. I think Dallas can put pressure on them. I think Dallas can score, and it won't be as Brock Purdy just fucking hanging out. I think the playoffs eventually will catch up with him. I'm pretty confident. I'm more confident this year than I was last year. And one saving grace is Seattle kept up with them for a lot of that game. Yeah. Like you Honestly, said, Brock. Oh, my bad. Like you no, said, go ahead, Brock, go ahead. Like you said, Brock Purdy. Like we'll see how he plays when. He's really under the bright lights of the playoffs. He's still a rookie, people forget. Yeah. And then another thing, I used to live in Santa Clara. That that stadium is not like raucous, raucous. Like, it's not like Philadelphia. So I feel like it'll probably be like 30 to 40% Cowboys fans in there. So that'll help a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have – they have a big fan base on the West Coast. Um, I don't know how much 49er fans be willing to sell their tickets, but – yeah, I mean, it's it's a big difference from playing the Seahawks in the playoffs at 1 o'clock on a Saturday than it is the fucking Cowboys 49ers rivalry at 6.30 on a Sunday night when everybody's watching you, you know? Like, honestly, I, I haven't seen the ratings, but I feel like the ratings are going to double the 49ers game this week than what they got last week. Again, like, and, and Purdy could come out and ball. All I'm saying is the guy hadn't really been tested yet. The only thing I don't like over this matchup over last year is them having McCaffrey and Dallas's secondary been kind of beat up. But I don't know, man. Something about this year the Cowboys team just feels a little different than it normally does. Like I'm not expecting, even when they struggle, I'm still not expecting like some bullshit to go down, you know. Like yesterday, everybody's like, "Oh, he missed he missed four field goals. Watch him lose by four points." Like, get the fuck out of it. They're beating the dog shit out of Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not coming back. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm more confident this year against San Francisco than I was last year. And you're gonna have to beat them one way or the other because had Seattle won, 
or had uh, Minnesota won and Minnesota went to San Francisco, San Francisco would give them that work and you'd have had to play them anyway. So just fucking get the ass out of the way now. Maybe you get lucky and the Giants beat the Eagles and the Cowboys host the fucking – I mean, either the Giants or the Eagles are going to the championship. I'd rather the Giants go in case Dallas does go and then Dallas can host the NFC championship. And honestly, it'd be a much easier win if the Giants got there some kind of way. That would be crazy. Two wildcard teams in the NFC Championship. From the same division. From the same division. I don't I don't know yeah. if that's happened before. Well, it's never uh there's never been three teams in the same division to get to the divisional round. This is the first time that's ever happened this year. Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles. So NFC East went from fucking the worst division in football to the best division in football. Is and if the commanders didn't choke, it would have been probably the first. Well, it yeah. would have been the first time all four teams from the division made the playoffs. Yeah, they would have. They would have made the playoffs. They would if they would won just one of those fucking two games before they played the Cowboys in that meaningless game. But you know, it is what it is. Fuck them. I don't give a fuck about the commanders. <laughs> Get all the asses out of there except for Dallas. I hope they both lose. Um, so let's let's start with the weekend. Friday night. Impact's uh, yearly pay-per-view, Hard to Kill. I went and sat front row, kind of front row. Like, there was a front row in front of my front row. There's like, a couple. Mm-hmm. I was on the elevated section almost, but, like, 10, 15 feet from the ring. And then in front of us, there was, like, literally one row of chairs where the people were sitting around the, um, the boundary. So, um, we get there, and... It's a little early. We go in and shit's already started, right? Like, oh shit. Sorry, I'm I just changed over to your uh there we go. Shit's already started and the seats are really good. Like it's a sellout. It's at center stage in Atlanta, which is where WCW used to do like worldwide and Saturday night and all that. I've been there before. Um and for the people watching on Twitch, I apologize for some of the pictures being sideways like i i tried to fix it and some kind of way you can't edit pictures on here which makes no sense but um seats are really good they did a 10 bell salute to don west which was nice um i will say this i don't know if you've ever been to an impact show ej i, I have back in impact six oh wow that was forever ago though <laughs> hell yeah i mean that's that's back when I went to Bound for Glory, Sting versus Kurt Angle, I think, uh, in Atlanta. The Cowboys and the Patriots were both 5-0, and and the Patriots won that game, and then I had to leave immediately from watching the Cowboys get smoked in the second half and go to uh, the Duluth Energy Center. I want to think that was a sellout, too, Sting versus Kurt Angle for the world title. Um, of course. But I've been I've been to a few Impact shows, and Impact I can't watch on TV. It's it it doesn't do it for me. Impact in person, a lot of fun. It's it's like hockey. I can't watch hockey on TV, but I can go to a hockey game and and it's a lot of fun. So Impact in person, if you if you got a chance to go, if you're listening, I would go. I would definitely sit as close to the ring as you can. They're really good with interaction. Um, they do meet and greets at the end of it, which I went to, and yeah, we'll we'll go through the card if you want. I'll talk about the the matches that I enjoyed. Some of them didn't really matter. Um, we got I watched, the first... I watched it, uh, you know, after it aired, 
It was a good show. Uh, center stage, how many people does that hold? Maybe a thousand. Probably five hundred. That's that's not too shabby. Actually I wouldn't even say a thousand, I'd say five hundred. Five hundred? Yeah. It's it's, it's like uh it's I don't know, maybe no, nah, I don't think it's a thousand. It's it's probably five hundred because it doesn't go all the way around and the 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 seats go up like twenty to thirty rows and then there's like I'd say between five hundred and a thousand. I wouldn't say less or more than that. But a sellout's a sellout and they sold out the fucking next night too for the tapings. Uh, did you stay for those? Or did you go to those, I mean? No. No, no, no. Did you uh um, did you notice any familiar faces in the crowd? I saw so I, when we get to the main event, remind me to, to tell you about how they, they got us. But I saw I saw other podcasting people there. I didn't see any wrestlers there. Um Yeah, I, I was looking around and honestly it was just, you know, your regular neck bearded crowd. I tell you what, me and my buddy Joey went, right? And so we get our tickets and we're trying to get the people to show us where we gotta sit. And there's people in our seats. So they had regular seats and they had general admission. These motherfuckers from general admission down on the front row, like yelling at the wrestlers and shit. And we're like, yo, y'all got to get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> these aren't y'all seats. And buddy was like, yeah, we're general admission. And the usher was like, nah, dog, general admission's like up there. And they both, they all turned around and they're like, oh, so I had to kick them out. But one guy stayed right. And he's, you know, he knows everybody, including the old fucking guy that's on the screen right now. Um, and my buddy Joey went up to go get a drink. Joey was sitting in between me and the guy, and we thought more people were coming to sit next to us because there was like three seats there. When Joey got up, all of a sudden this fucking body odor just smacked me in the face, and Joey gets back and I'm like, "Yo, why didn't you say nothing?" And he's like, "I just been trying not to breathe." So I was like, "We got a whole fucking row. Like, I'll sit on the end." And you can sit in the middle and we can all fucking spread out. So we spread out a little bit. Sorry for Joey that he was still like, you know, downwind of the guy. But it's just like, it's such a played out cliche, but it's a real. Like people fucking bathe before you go, you know? It's it's so crazy how unaware people are of hygiene. I mean, I guess you get like numb to the smell. You get smell blind, but still, man. If you're a grown ass man, ain't no way you should be smelling like onions and Fritos. You shouldn't. Joey's in the chat right now. He says, I didn't think I'd have to bring deodorant to hand out sitting so close. (laughs) But yeah, Joey got up and went, he went to grab a drink or something. I can't remember what he got up for. And it was like, as soon as he walked by me, I was like, what? You know, when it hits you, you're like, is that me? Like, I know that's not me, (laughs) but it was bad. Um, So that was cool. Uh, Not really. The matches were good. Uh, Josh Alexander and Bully did a really good match. Luckily, Bully lost. That opened the show. Um, It's fun seeing Bully get his ass kicked. And then, you know, listen to Busted Open on Saturday and him taking credit for the fucking sellout, saying that nobody was talking about Impact before he got there. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, when I went to Impact in Vegas, I didn't even know Bully was part of Impact. He fucking showed up and won that little tournament. I had no idea he was a part of it. Um, so it's annoying hearing him call in and hearing, like hearing Mark Henry sweat Bully Ray and tell him how great he is just fucking annoys me. 
And the Saturday, that Saturday Busted Open show, that's like one of my favorite shows that I listen to. I listen to it as well. I don't know why Bully called in. And he was like, how was the match? Tell me how the match was. Yeah. Wanting all this, wanting all this praise. And shut, shut the hell up, man. Right. He's such a mark for himself. Like, I'm not a Bully Ray fan. I'm in the grocery store, like, getting my fucking meat and stuff, and I'm listening to it in my AirPods. I'm like, fuck, why is Bully calling? And he's like, yeah, Marks, tell me what you like. Tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what I did right. And as soon as Mark said he didn't like something, he went to defend it. And it's just like, ugh, just just shut up. You you, you lost. Just go away. And he's talking about, oh, I'm sticking around for a little while, which he ended up doing, like, spoiler alert, he fucking confronted Mickey James. So it should be really awkward on Busted Open. Um... That'll he be confronted fun. her? Where he confronted her on? It'll be tomorrow night on uh, Impact. Oh. Uh, yeah. Lame. Yeah. Uh, other good matches. There was a good women's match. Deanna Perrazzo, uh, Masha Slamovich, Taylor Wilde, and finally I got to see Killer Kelly wrestle live in person. Mm. And, whew, yeah. Um, it was for the number one contendership. Masha Slamovich got the win. I was very disappointed in that. I, I'd pay money to see Killer Kelly and Mickey James in the ring together. Um, <laughs> Killer Kelly had a good entrance though. She was dressed like Freddy Krueger, and I put it up on uh, the Boot to the Face Instagram. If you want to go check that out, Boot to the Face underscore on Instagram. It's the video with the uh, the red light. She shared it. Oh word! She, yeah, she shared it for us. So shout out to Killer Kelly. Uh, Masha Slamovich gets the win with that one. Um. Any other matches or note you want to hear about before we get to the main event? I won't go over the whole card, but um, what do you think Slamovich's ceiling is? I I can't quit put my finger on what I see. Honestly, the next few years, I thought she was gonna take the title from Jordan Grace for a while. Like when that feud started, I was like, I don't. Well, that's who Jordan Grace is gonna lose to. I'm not a fan. Like it, it she just doesn't do it for me. But um, shout out to Banner with Barlow. Oh, it's ba- I know him uh, for the follow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Slamovich, but I know people like her. I know the office likes her or whatever. And she wasn't bad watching in person. I just, I, my, she was the fourth person I wanted to win in that four-way. <laughs> it was Killer Kelly, Taylor Wilde. I've, I've always liked Taylor Wilde since back in the day in Impact. And then, you know, Deanna Perrazzo. I really didn't want Masha to win at all, and that's who came away with it. So, her versus Mickey should be a good little, good little piece of business. She she seems like she has a lot of upside. She's super young, I think she's like twenty three, twenty four. Oh wow, I didn't know she was that young. Yeah, so she'll probably be AEW bound and or WWE bound in the future. But yeah, she's cool. Um, I thought the the Moose and uh, Joe, uh, Joe Henry match was. Injury match was pretty pretty entertaining for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun seeing seeing Santino come out again. Uh, I didn't like how the match ended. Like Moose cheated. Like let him fucking cheat. Like why are you coming out complaining about this one guy cheating and not everybody else? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was fun. They restarted the match. I remember like waking up the next day like oh shit Moose won the belt and then I remembered like oh yeah. Santino came out and fucking restarted it, and Joe Hendry ended up keeping it. Um, that was a decent match. The tag team title match was okay. 
Motor City Machine Guns got the win. I'm, yeah, I was hoping Chris Bay and uh, what's my guy's name? Ace, 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 Ace got the got the titles, but they didn't. They ended up fighting the uh, major players the next night. Also, um, that was a good match. But let's uh, let's get to the main event. All right. So the whole point of me going to this was because Impact they do these really good nuanced things where you think as a wrestling fan, you know what the fuck's happening, right? Like they got Mickey going on all these media tours and shit, you know, her family's like people in front of us told us that they asked him to move for Mickey James family to come sit in the front row. Then you got Lisa Marie was there, Tara, you know, uh, Raven shows up like, all these people are there and it's the main event and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> She's going to lose. And then she wins. It's like, Oh, well, she, and I, I'll tell you this. I went into it thinking she was going to lose the whole time. Halfway into that match. I was like, Oh fuck. She's going to win. No, she's going to lose once. Like they, they had me like I was, and I told you that our seats were elevated and there was a front row in front of us. Well, they brought Lisa Marie over. She sat down in the front row in front of us. So I walked around because I was going to go get pictures of Mickey when she came out for her entrance. You know, because I thought it was going to be her last match ever. So I walked down and I stood in the little corner right there. I just stood there and watched the match. I didn't give a fuck if people behind me couldn't see anymore. I was like, it's fucking the main event. I stood. Lisa Marie saw me. She's like, hey, just fucking stand there. To the point where you they didn't put this on TV. Impact pisses me off because like. This is the second impact shit I went to where I've been visible as fuck on their TV and their camera work has been awful and hasn't put me on TV. Mickey James turns around and calls Lisa Marie into the ring and she couldn't open the fucking barricade and I had to open it for her. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be on TV opening the fucking barricade with Lisa Marie. Nope. They were doing a fucking instant replay when that shit was happening. Tragic. Yeah, there's a couple people on my uh, power rankings that are coming out later that just came out on NXT. Uh, but the match was the match was really good. The crowd was into it. Um, there was a point where, honestly, like Mickey tapped out when she was getting choked. But I think that was more of a like, "Hey, you're choking the shit out of me for real. Can you let go?" <laughs> and the crowd started tapping like, "You tapped out." Um, and yeah, she she won the fucking title. Huge pop. Bring her kids into the ring. Lisa Marie gets into the ring. Uh, show goes off the air. She cuts. She cuts a really good promo about like she ain't done yet, and people were doubting her and blah blah blah, you know. And uh, then the meet and greet after, which is my favorite part. I walking around the thing. She said, "Chris Rucker, <laughs> you and your nasty Twitter account." <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, right? Um, so she signed my shirt, which I didn't ask her to do. I was just going for a picture. She's like, "I'm gonna sign your shirt," and I don't know if you. Heard this story. I have two of those last rodeo shirts because I bought one in Vegas because I forgot that I bought one online. So she's like, can I sign your shirt? I'm like, hell yeah, go ahead. I got I got two of them. So she wrote a little message on my shirt for me. Took a picture with her and uh, her and Lisa Marie. And yeah, that was about it. We got the hell up out of there. It was, it was a good night of wrestling. I, I excuse me. I like the little intimate wrestling events like that where it is only a couple hundred people. And you still got stars there, but I also like you know obviously the feeling of being at WrestleMania and shit. So, I I really enjoyed 
the pageantry of her entrance, she mm-hmm. had a, a homage to her Native American heritage. I thought that yeah. was dope. How, how did that translate watching it in person? So where I was at, I could only see the people like drumming and playing their instruments and shit. I had no idea she was on stage the whole time. And then when she like rose up real slow, I was like, oh shit, she just come through the ground. But when I watched it back on replay, I saw she was there the whole time. That was cool though. And then her music kicking in and her ripping the ripping the little robe off and she's got like the I don't want to sound insensitive, but she wore it when she was in WWE, the little Pocahontas looking gear, which is what she called it for Halloween. Uh, she wore that. That was cool. Another thing that like made me think she's fucking losing. <laughs> this is a, her kids here, like her whole family's here. She's paying homage to her fucking heritage, all that. She is losing. This is it. But nope, not to be. So got to see my favorite women's wrestler of all time win a world title in person, and that was that was a lot. That was really fun. Where do where do you think they go with this last rodeo? Now that she's got the title, you, like. I guess she probably wants to drop it and not like people expect it. She probably dropped out of nowhere and that'd be her last match. I'm kind of curious the way they go to, with this. So I feel like in the, the grand scheme of things on one hand, I feel like she can't just lose it to anybody because whoever beats her retires Mickey James. Right. But I feel like the WWE, like, not putting respect on her the way I think the way that me and other people think that she belongs in like they never treated her like Trish or Lita or even fucking Beth Phoenix or the Bella twins. Right. They always treated her like she was below them. But when you look at the totality of her career and like the shit she's done, honestly, she Trish is more popular. But if you look at what Mickey's done, she's just way higher than Trish. Like Trish was good in WWE. Mickey went to another fucking company multiple times and won the title. Um, there's only one woman in the world that's beat Trish and Lita for a WWE Women's Championship. And her name's Mickey James. Uh-oh. EJ just got disconnected. <laughs> All right, well, that's cool. We'll uh, we'll take a break, and then when when he gets back, we'll we'll fix that. Stay tuned. Boot to the face.
Welcome back, Boot to the Face. We were in the midst of uh, a conversation before EJ's computer died. So technical difficulties, but hey, we got to take a break right on time. Um, I don't even remember what the hell I was talking. Oh, so I feel like I feel like WWE hasn't done her any favors with how they treat her as far as a legend goes. So I don't know how fans that aren't like big time Mickey James fans feel about where she belongs in the upper echelon of, of women's wrestling. Right. In my eyes, whoever beats her has to be like, it can't just be anybody. It's gotta be somebody they're either about to build up big time or it's gotta be a Deanna Perrazzo or a Mercedes or somebody that's already big that they're going to have come in. I do feel like, She's probably going to be in the Royal Rumble again. Um, she may wrestle in other companies. I feel like she does have the cachet, though, to where she could go to AEW and show up and defend it or ROH or, you know, the show in New Japan or something like that. Just to kind of get have another big star on the brand. Um, I think it'll be three or four months. I mean, I've heard her do interviews and say she's ready to like be done with wrestling she's tired of traveling and shit like that so i give it like three months i don't know who it's gonna be but i do think she's about to i think she's about to have a really good run though yeah like you said probably in that three to four month range i mean but she's still young i mean i feel like she why why retire why not just go like part-time be a special attraction do it like twice or three times a year i feel like she's still young enough where she could do that but she is but i mean you gotta think she's been doing shit for 20 years too yeah like you said she's tired of the grind and she's got the radio going on so more power to her but yeah she's had had a story career like you said a little bit underrated like she could work better than trish she should be up there no doubt with the trip with the trishes and the leaders and the bella twins uh i mean i'm gonna I, I'll say this straight out. Like, the best women's storyline I ever saw in wrestling was her and Trisha's storyline when she debuted. It was drawn out for, like, eight months. It went through WrestleMania and on years after WrestleMania to the point where they've tried to replicate it a couple times. And it was just, it was lightning in a bottle. It was two really good people at the time. And that's, you know, I've talked about it before. At that time, as, like, a fucking early guy in his 20s, like, only thing I cared about when the women came out was like how hot they were. And then I watched her wrestle and I was like, whoa, like she can actually fucking wrestle. I mean, it didn't, didn't hurt. She was hot. Right. Like that was what caught my attention at the beginning. But seeing her wrestle is what got me into women's wrestling, which now I like women's wrestling more than I like men's wrestling now when it's good, when it's just, you know, you know, how dare you talk about the Bella Twins like that? You can say Brie Bella, but we don't talk bad about Nikki Bella around these parts. That is not something we... Nikki Bella was a fucking worker when she got hurt at the end. I think her career got cut short. I think Nikki Bella probably would have been... She could probably still be kicking ass right now. Like She got really good at the end of her career. She did, she did, but... You know, they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, they barely missed, like, the woman's revolution. They came in, like, the tail end. I remember Nikki being on SmackDown. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They just weren't really a big, my cup of tea. But Yeah. They, I didn't they, like Brie. I didn't like Brie at all. But I thought Nikki was, 
I thought if she could have got two or three more years out of her career, she would have been a really good bridge in between the Divas era and like the women's evolution where she could have played that like that role of whatever. I don't I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but she could have played the role of like the bridge in between them. And I like I said, I I thought she was really good. She became like a powerhouse wrestler almost. Like she was using fucking power moves and I don't know. I just thought Nikki got really good at the end. I can't argue against that. Uh, so, yeah, Mickey wins the world title. She's your Impact Knockouts women's champion right now. And, yeah, um, let's talk some WWE and, and AEW. Um, we'll get to our power rankings after we talk this. But last night was Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I ain't watch it. I was busy watching the Cowboys beat the shit out of the Bucks. Uh, but I did see a couple things go down. One, I saw something I didn't like. Solo Sokoa is like a badass. I get Rhea Ripley supposed to be a badass. I don't need Rhea Ripley jumping in his face. I didn't, I didn't like, like it that either. At all. Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a big disservice to... Randy Orton would have dropped their ass What I saw online <laughs> Randy Orton and, rolling over in his grave Watching her jump in that man's face And him not doing anything And he would have gave her a punt to go Yeah uh, I did think it was funny Dominic telling the Usos That they don't know anything about being in jail With the people he's been in jail with Like I, I thought that was a little wink and a nod To the Usos always getting arrested At least one of them um, So that was kind of funny But yeah I wasn't a fan of that Um the bloodline versus judgment day. I think that'll be a good match. I think obviously the bloodline will win, but I saw that next week is supposed to be acknowledge the bloodline night where all members of the family are going to be there. So I ask you, EJ is a certain somebody going to be there. If there's certain somebody you're referring to is electrifying. I say nay. Is this how they? Is this how they get it started? The, I don't see it happening before the Royal Rumble, to be honest with you. If like they got, they want ratings, so if Rock coming back, they're gonna telegraph it just like they did have been with the Cody return. You know what I think they should do? I've been seeing little little tidbits on this online. I'm, I'm gonna put my twist on it. The whole family should show up. The Rock shouldn't show up. And Roman should say something about it. And then when The Rock is doing his little fucking 4 a.m. workout in his Iron Paradise, Roman and the Uso should crash it and beat the dog shit out of him. And it should be all over social media, like all over Instagram. Roman should pick up The Rock's phone <laughs> and fucking send it out on Instagram. Yeah, I just beat the hell out of The Rock because he wouldn't acknowledge the tribal chief. And then The Rock should show up at the Royal Rumble and win. The, the way you lay that out, you know, that'd be the smart way to do it and the creative way to do it. But, I mean, Triple H has been better, but I feel like they still aren't thinking outside of the box doing things like that to tie in the social media with the TV and tie it all together. That would be a really dope way to do it, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Could you imagine you fucking, you're a bodybuilder, you know, you get up every day, you watch The Rock's little 4 a.m. workout. And I don't know where you see fucking <laughs> the tribal tree rolling his gym and beat the shit out of him. You're like, what the hell is going on? And then you're, you're, you know, you obviously know The Rock is a wrestler, but you're following him because you like his workouts and shit. 
chances are it's probably another fucking personal sub to the network when WrestleMania comes around, when Royal Rumble comes around. Um, and then you said the whole Cody thing. I feel like them announcing Cody back at the Royal Rumble all but guarantees The Rock is going to be there. You think? How do you yeah. figure that? Because if if The Rock wasn't going to be there, they would have Cody come out as a quote-unquote surprise. They're going to have a surprise. And I think Cody coming back as a surprise is is going to be overshadowed by The Rock. The surprise is going to be Shane McMahon come out at number 30 oh now that Vince God. is back. Didn't he do that shit last year? He came out, he came out last year and fucking... He was like one of the final four, wasn't he, little bitch? Yeah. I was so mad at that. Um, Shane back in it, damn it. Yeah. AEW, uh, you had a, a match with Hangman and uh, Moxley, finally. After all that, they're running a little concussion angle with Moxley now. Apparently, Hangman knocked him out. Like, I, I feel like that's in bad taste. You you feel that way? I feel like people were like all up in arms about it. It's, it's wrestling. It's an angle, man. It's a, yeah. it's a contact sport. Right, but I feel like... Hangman literally had a concussion that put him out for months. You got all the shit going on in, in the NFL right now with like Tua and shit like that. Like to make a storyline out of a concussion. I don't know. I just feel like it's in bad taste. I get True, what you're but, saying. I, but, I get what you're saying, though, because back in the day, like we would do shit like that. Nobody would care. But now that we know what we know about concussions, like to make an angle out of it, I don't, I don't know. But don't you think Hangman gave the OK for them to even run it? Oh, no doubt. Like, he's been back on a concussion fucking storyline for months now. But I'm just saying it's in, it, I feel like it's in bad taste. Knowing what we know now about people getting hurt and shit like that with concussions, to make an angle out of it, then when somebody really gets hurt again, you know, it's going to be like, oh, it's just an angle. I don't think it's more so in bad taste more than it's kind of corny. Like, yeah. Happen in real life and just move past it, do something else. I think it's kind of corny that they're going back to it. But hey, like I said, I bet Hangman probably gave the okay for it. So yeah. we'll see what happens with it. Uh, the main event, the Elite, come back from a three to one deficit in the best of seven series. And now they're your new trios champions. Uh, I was honestly pulling for the death triangle. But the Elite gets the titles back and. They're off and running now. Now the question is who they're going to fight. There are no more trios. Like you got the best friends all arguing with each other. Like they can't do it. Um, is what is the boy's name? Dark Order. Are they still a thing? I have no clue. That thing's been dead in the water since basically since Brody passed. Um, what did you did you mention? Uh, what's the House of Black? No, I didn't even think of House of Black. I, I, feel, I, like forget that, I feel like that's where they're going to go next, probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would make sense. I forget about them, though, but I don't, I don't know. I How'd you feel about this Best of Seven series? To me, to me, it was just a bunch of repetitive matches that, like, they had a couple that were a little different, but to me, it was just... I dug it. To be honest with you, they did it. They did a good job of like putting a twist on every match. They had the hammer angle, 
They had one that started backstage. That was dope. I I think they they did a good job of putting twist on it. It brings me back to the days of WCW. Remember the Booker T and Benoit? Yeah, that's yep. the seven. That's so where it started. I, I I thought it was a good callback to that. What was the most recent one? WWE did one with uh, what Sheamus and uh, what's the boy? What's the guy's name? Cesaro. Claudio. Yeah, Claudio. Yeah. Yep. And that's how they became the bar. Yep. Yeah. So I I liked it. It was a lot of fun. A lot of flippy dippy stuff. Uh, like you said, but there not that many trios that you could have them in a few with. But I think you go immediately to the the House of Black feud. Um, yeah, they haven't built up a lot of trios teams to have to justify having those belts. I don't think they did. They had a whole tournament. I mean, besides what the what's the Ospreys group? Besides them, like all the rest of them were in AEW. That kind of ties in from a return. We don't have that group anymore. What do you yeah, think but who, about you? I mean, name them. Like, they had people in the tournament just to be in the tournament. But, like, you don't give a fuck about Dark Order anymore. The best friends, like I said, they got issues going on. Uh, British Empire, that was their name. You know, they're back in Japan now. Like, I think a few... I think a few that they were going, they could have strung along for all the way up until double or nothing is a group that's not there anymore, which kind of ties it into another thing that happened in Dynamite, the return of Adam Cole, baby, undisputed elite versus elite. I think they were like planning on doing like a long feud with that, which what uh, Kyle O'Reilly's always injured and your boy Fish ain't even a company anymore. Yeah, he's somewhere wanting to fight CM Punk still. Get in line. <laughs> Everybody wants to fight CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I don't see where they're going with these trios belts. But how did you feel about the Adam Cole return? See, that's one good thing that's gone away in wrestling is the surprise return. I didn't know he was coming back. And I was watching it live. I'm like, oh, shit, look at Adam yeah. Cole. Yeah, so I dug it. The way I like how uh, Tony Schiavone uh, set it up. He, like, he was like... This guy, I hate. He thought everybody thought it was gonna be like MJF come out, then you hear the music hit, crowd went crazy. I dug it. Hold on, Chaos Theory just said something in the chat. I'm trying to verify. Oh wow, wow, that's true. Holy shit! What happened? Jay Briscoe died in a car accident today. Wow. At age 38, Fightful reported it. Tony Khan announced it. Uh, Comicbook.com, it's verified. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. That wasn't a huge Briscoe's match follower, but that's sad. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't either, but that's, yeah, that's you crazy. Don't, that, you don't that, wish uh, death on anybody, so. Rest in peace to him and condolences to the Briscoe family. Current yeah, current uh, current ROH tag team champions too. Sheesh. That's crazy. A car accident. Mm. Um what were we talking about? You talk Adam Cole's return. Yeah, the the surprise factor, um it doesn't happen a lot. Like I don't know if you were watching wrestling when The Rock came back years ago. That was a good surprise. You know, when they were announcing the host of WrestleMania and the lights went out and the 
fucking lightning bolts hit and his music hit. And everybody was just like, what the fuck? At WrestleMania, you know, Stone Cold comes out and then The Rock comes out and Hogan comes out. like, Or Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley come out together. like, Or when the Hardys came back. Like, these kind of surprises. It's why I don't like Twitter. Because you got these news sites that, you know, I can already tell you what the main event of WrestleMania next year is going to be. Because they fucking post about it all the time. They post about who's fighting who and how the titles are going to get, you know, split up if they're going to get split up. It's just nothing's a surprise. They don't do it with AEW, though, which is weird to me. It's super weird. You're telling me you don't know what spoilers are happening with AEW or you just you have an agenda to spoil shit for WWE. Um, but yeah, like, or, like you were saying, or maybe the- it more be, it may be less people in AEW talking to the dirt sheet writers. I'm sure like, I feel like if, for it. I feel like if anybody's talking to the dirt sheet writers, it's the AEW people. It's, it's, the, it's the elite. Yeah. And, I feel like if anybody's any, doing it, it's them. Anybody outside the elite though, ain't leak, leaking stories. Remember how tight lip they kept the Brody, uh, the Brody Lee disease. I mean, I think that was a. I think that's different than like storylines, though. Um, True. But yeah, I just the surprise in wrestling, like you said, that, that's always a good thing. Adam Cole coming back, I don't like him. It was a cool moment, though. It was cool to see him, Adam Cole, baby again. But then after he cut his promo, it was just like, dude, you shouldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a. Maybe it's like uh. Brian Danielson, though, maybe like got to see the right specialist and he'll ref he'll wrestle a more safe style. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Like he's like stuck in a rock and a, between a rock and a hard place. Like yeah, MJF at top. I don't see them feuding him with him. I don't know what they do with him storyline wise. Yeah, um, I don't know either. I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the return that didn't happen on AEW. Mm. Soraya teams with Tony Storm to take on Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker get the W, and Mercedes Monet is nowhere to be found. All the people with verified checks. Oh, she's going to be there. She's going to be there. Everybody watching. And she didn't show up. I feel like you should get your blue check taken away if you reported that and <laughs> she didn't show up. <laughs> A lot of them motherfuckers paying for the blue check now. That is true. Elon Musk. But yeah, she didn't show up. I mean, I feel like, you know, they, they did a good job of the week before, like telling you that uh, Tony Stone's going to be a partner. She's not showing up. People didn't want to believe it. No, she's swerving. And good. And uh, just like what they said last week by telling her she's a partner, she didn't show up. Everybody was butthurt. But that's what you get. I mean, I feel like they kind of leaned into it, though. You know, Britt Baker's talking about she's the boss now. And there was something else that was said. And then, so, if Tony Storm was the original partner the entire time, why announce it as a mystery partner? When you announce a mystery partner, that's somebody that's not in the company. More times than not, when it's going to be something big like that. So, I think it was supposed to be somebody else. Was it Mercedes? Who knows? It was supposed to be somebody else. It fell through. And in order for them to get ahead of it, instead of having Tony Storm get booed out of the fucking building, 
which how you can boo Tony Storm, I don't know. But having her get booed out of the building, they decided to announce it the week before. So people already knew. And of course, everybody was like, including me. We talked about it on here. I thought, oh, she was just going to fucking jump in and beat the hell out of Tony Storm. Or say, nope, just a regular fucking match. <laughs> a regular one, two, three, Tony Storm takes the L. And they go to commercial. And that was it. Do Do you think that something may have fallen through in like the 23rd hour? I do. I definitely do. I think something fell through two weeks ago, which is why they announced it two weeks ago that it was going to be Tony Storm when they realized that whoever, the, it may not even have been Mercedes. Whoever they had, it wasn't going to be them. And they had, to, not, they had to make a change. But if you think about it, though, I don't know what kind of deal she has with New Japan, but that'd be kind of silly to let her wrestle for AEW before she even wrestles with the company she signed for. Wouldn't it be? That's probably, honestly, that's probably why, because I read that there was kind of heat on her for uh, talking about other promotions and shit like that instead of the one that she's signed and working for. Even though, since they announced her and Kyrie, they fucking sold out the show in San Francisco or San Jose. Of course they did. She's a draw. So... I still think she shows up at AEW at some point. I don't think yeah. she's going to sign like a long-term one-year deal. She might do like what Cardona did, like have like a few matches, uh, sporadic uh, show-ups. I feel like the fact that Cardona didn't sign with AEW kind of clued us in that AEW was like not all it was cracked up to be. His best friend was fucking EVP. He showed up one night and was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna go to NWA. I'm gonna go to maybe, Impact. Maybe they didn't offer him a long term deal though. Would you Come offer on, him a long term deal? Yeah, he was the fucking he's the internet sensation. He's got fucking action figures and podcasts and shit. Like he's perfect for AEW. All these fucking neckbeards love Matt Cardona. I like him better as a heel. I'll give you that. But I don't. I think he would have got lost in the shuffle. He would have been like. Uh, what's your boy's name? Ethan Page or something like that. Yeah. Maybe he saw that. Maybe he saw. I'm not going to make it. Maybe that's what happened with Nick Aldis too when they fucking announced, when they offered him a contract and he decided to stay with the NWA. Maybe they hold fucking. Up. I thought, hold up. I thought he was a free agent. He is now, but years nah. ago, years ago, they, they wanted to sign him and he stayed with the NWA. He's a free agent as of January 1st. I think we already talked about this, but who you think? Who do you think he signs to? I think he's going WWE. You think so? Well, all, all that shit's out the door now that Vince is back, Will. Exactly. Well, he might be a Vince guy. Look at those muscles, Chief. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Um, let's get to our power rankings, and then we'll we'll take a quick break. Actually, let's take a quick break right now, and then we'll come back. We'll do our power rankings, and we'll talk about the NFL and predict this weekend's games. And if you got anything else you want to talk about, about wrestling, we'll do it on the other side of this break. As soon as I can find my button, stay tuned. Boots to the face. Be right back. Yeah, Mr. Chaos. Boots to the face. Let's go. 
California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hating on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, the one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg is one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The Mill Friendly Podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that. Competition is missing, you know they died off. Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss. You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go. Another episode right now, start the show. Welcome back, boot to the face, Chris Rucker and EJ Reed. Uh, EJ, let's talk about some power rankings. Let's talk about it. Um, this is probably one of my favorite things that we're doing now. Last week, your power rankings. Oh, shit, I, don't, I didn't write down whose was whose. Who'd you have? Num- ah, I see who you had. You had the Usos, uh, Darby Island number two, KO number three, Daniel Bryan number four, Jade Cargill number five. I had Will Ospreay, Darby Island, the Usos, Ricky Starks, and Dominic Mysterio. Mine changed drastically this week. Mine did as well. I only got one person that was on the rankings last week on my list. I don't have any. You did a complete shake-up, man. Yeah, it shook the shit up like Vince McMahon. It's time to <laughs> shake things up again. Uh, so we'll we'll go five to one. We'll go back-to-back back like a snake draft like we did. I'll go, then you go twice, and I go twice, and so forth and so on. Uh, my number five, I have a tie. Mm-hmm. Couldn't figure it out. I have the Elite winning the Trios Championships, even though I'm not a fan. There is a lot of women's segment on NXT. You know, I'm going to have to start watching NXT, like, besides having it on mute, like, in the background when we record. I'm going to actually have to start watching it. I watch every week for some reason. I see two of them right now. Caden Carter's on TV. <laughs> Um, big reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um, I got the elite tied with Toxic Attraction, who became number one contender with a Brett and fucking Lex Luger finish in the Battle Royal last week. So now they both, in a triple threat match, get to face Roxy for the NXT Women's Championship. I can't complain with that. But what are they doing with Toxic Attraction right now? I feel like they're stuck in like purgatory. I mean, it's been, it's only many times they could win those NXT Tag Team Championships. Bring them up to the main where I'll still add some depth to that women's tag team division. I'll put it like this. I, I like Gigi Dolan, right? Obviously. She's not the best in the ring yet. I think NXT is a good place for her. Now, should she split from JC Jane? Maybe. Um, I thought that's where they were going last week when JC kind of like kicked her in the face when she they were trying to decide who was going to go over the top rope. Um, I think she needs probably another year in NXT working with some really good people down there. Because right now you put her in the ring with Becky Lynch or Charlotte or, you know, any of the really good women's wrestlers, I think she'll get left in the dust. Mm. So I say either split them up and keep them on NXT or bring them up as a tag team and add depth to that tag team division. 
I could see that. I could see them coming up as a tag team. You can kind of you can cover a lot of stuff up in a tag team match, which is why Sting's been wrestling in tag team matches, right? Because he can't he can't do it one on one anymore. Um, so that would make sense. But I just I feel like she's got the potential to be a big star. Excuse me, but she's just not ready in the ring yet. And again, I think I think another year in NXT having her work on like her character working on the mic and in ring. I th- I think she'll be primed and ready. JC, I think she's a little bit ahead of Gigi, but not by much. Um, so I think another year for both of them in, in NXT. They could break up, you know. They could break up in NXT, have a big feud like fucking uh, Gargano and Ciampa, and then they could have some storyline where they come back together on fucking SmackDown or something like that. Uh, there's ways they could cr- creatively do it to get them more work one-on-one instead of in tag teams, but it's just, are they willing to make the investment for it or not? Yeah, we'll see, but yeah, I can see them like breaking them up and keeping them down to NXT. Um, So for my number five, I have the ring general, Gunther, defending his uh, IC belt on SmackDown against uh, Braun Strowman. Probably... One of the best matches Braun Strowman's had in his WWE career. And low-key, Gunter, he's stringing along a nice little IC title run. Yeah. I'm trying to... I've I've heard the rumors of who he may face at WrestleMania, but I like to stay away from that. But if you're looking at the tea leaves and the way he's beating people right now, that rumor could be true <laughs> as who he faces at WrestleMania. Um, I do like that he beat Brock, Brock, Braun. I can't stand uh, Braun. That's the, that's the rumor that I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I said it was a fucking Freudian slip. Um, I can't stand Braun. I'm glad he lost. I will say this. I don't know if I said this on on the show or not. I'm not a fan of Braun. I don't like his views on stuff or any of that. But I went to a house show a few weeks ago, and he took the time. It was him, Ricochet, and. There's another baby face. And the other baby faces were gone. And he stayed out for the longest time, like, with the fans, taking pictures and shaking hands and posing and fucking saying stuff on people's camera and stuff like that. I think that kind of stuff goes a long way with being um, an attraction that he is. So I think I think he's kind of humbled himself. Uh, I know he was talking shit about, you know, flippy dippy stuff like that but i think him getting released i didn't know what he was like before that but i think he has kind of humbled himself a little bit like he realizes like this wwe money ain't gonna be here forever like i better i better get my shit together shit being in a rinky dink uh promotion with ec3 will humble you too (laughs) yeah you're right um so yeah Gunter beating Braun was a, I liked it. It was a good match. It was a good match too. I like Braun when he's in there with people bigger than him or his size, where he's not just a big bully and he's got to fucking work. And you see that he's not as good as he thinks he is. And this is why WWE never fucking put the fucking machine behind him like everybody wanted them to back in the day. When he's not fucking throwing around Roman when Roman was a baby face and everybody hated him. He ain't really that big of a deal. I think the ship has sailed on 
the Braun Strowman experiment. I feel like if they were going to do it, they should have did it back in like, well, he got over out of nowhere. Like after he cut his little stupid receding hair and had like the little mohawk going and everybody was chanting, get these hands like 2018. That's like his window that he should have like yeah. really gotten put. But it, that's past. Uh, I think he's just at this point, he's just an attraction like Big Show when they kept flipping him from face to heel. Well, if you remember, the only reason people liked him was because he was beating the fuck out of Roman, like throwing him in an ambulance and all this shit. And then when he went against Brock and he fucking hit Brock for real and Brock socked the shit out of him and almost knocked him out. Everybody was like, oh, he's just a real big bitch. (laughs) He really can't fight. Okay, but they did do a good job once he did get over by beating up Roman. They did a good job of like doing those ridiculous feats of strength every week to keep him hot. And that's when they should have like. You know, that right there wanted... showed me though that they didn't have any faith in him. Like, if they had faith in him, he'd be in the ring, not turning over fucking porta potties. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so for my number four, so yeah, for my number four, this is the only repeat person I got on the list. I got Mr. Brian Danielson. Boy, that match he put on with Takeshita, straight fire. I mean, that could have main evented if you wanted to, but you yeah. know, they had to put the elite because they're the EVPs, but I digress. Yeah. Him and Takeshita and Takeshita, like I like how AEW's got their like homegrown, even though he was in DDT, but basically he was in a new Japan guy. They got their like homegrown Japanese star that they could actually promote a little bit. Because WWE don't know how to promote him on the main roster for some reason. But I think Takeshita's got a high ceiling. Yeah, people people really like him. Uh Brian's really fucking good. Just there ain't no other way around. I mean, I know that's stating the obvious, but he was somebody I wasn't a fan of for a while. And then seeing him come to AEW and work this more aggressive style. I didn't watch the American Dragon in ROH, right? So I didn't know anything about this. And now seeing him now, I'm just like, I like him. I like it a lot. Um, My number four, Adam Hangman Page. You get a win over John Moxley. You making my fucking Moxley's only taken like five losses in AEW, maybe six. Um, so you get a win over John Moxley one on one, fair and square. Um, you get on the power rankings. That could have um, been a main event too. Um, where do you think they go with Hangman Page now? I'd like to see him go heel. I'm kind of tired of the fucking crybaby babyface. You're gonna be a crybaby, just be a heel. He's he's been a crybaby. I, I wouldn't mind that. Maybe maybe put him in a faction with uh, Cole, Adam Cole, and somebody else. That works. Yeah, Adam Cole needs friends. Maybe Adam Cole and uh, what was his name? <sighs> Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, replace Bobby Fish with Hangman Page. Let him join them and say, you know, I needed like he told him the elite last time. Like I needed y'all, and y'all weren't fucking there. So I wouldn't be mad yep. at that. And you got the Bullet Club ties. That would work. Um, my next one, as we were talking about what happened on AEW this week, I took Josh Alexander off. He beat Bully Ray, but it's just Bully Ray. Um, and I put Jamie Hader back on. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hader gets the win over Tony Storm. She's your AEW women's champion. Um, she's done nothing but win the last few months. So I think, I think she deserves to be on the fucking power rankings. To be able to stay relevant and let, while Britt Baker is your friend, that's fucking, she's basically Charlotte Flair, 
where she tries to take over every fucking segment and make everything about her to still stay relevant and have the crowd popping for you. And I just think, I think Jamie's gotten really good in the ring. Well, she's top of the line as far as in ring talent. Yeah, and that, she's like a powerhouse, a hard-hitting. She did come from overseas, so she's got that, that hard-hitting style that I like, that little fucking short-arm clothesline. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Joey Stillman. We said Rhino probably has the best short-arm clothesline in wrestling, even though he's not trying to because he's got short arms. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like he's a, got those t- he got those T-Rex arms. <laughs> yeah, looks like a little T-Rex. His short arm clotheslines aren't even purposely short arm clotheslines. Um, but yeah, that little clothesline finish she's got, I really like that. Um, her whole package is is really good. I wish AEW could cuss like they do in New Japan, because her and B Priestley used to cut some of the best like backstage promos where they would just say fuck and cock and stuff like that all the time. That was how I found out about her. I saw her, I saw their videos floating around on Twitter one day and I just started searching them and they had me dying laughing. Um and of course she's fucking she took the she took advantage of the pandemic. She fucking transformed her body. Like she doesn't even look the same anymore. And she just she's good for her, man. I'm I'm happy for her. What what are they doing with B Priestley? She's still in NXT. Well, NXT UK's no more. Um, so honestly, I don't know. I, when you get to your guy, I'll I'll research this right now. What was her name in, in NXT? It was like, it's Dale, like Davenport, Davenport, Blair Davenport, Blair Davenport. Yeah. So it was was uh was Jamie your your number three. Uh, yep. Jamie was my number three, so you got three and two. So number three, I have my boy Lashley. 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 Not he won. He won. He won the six pack or whatever you call it match. He's got the title shot with, uh, for uh, the U.S. title against uh, what's your boy Austin Austin Theory. Yep. And, not, and they keep and they keep teasing the the hurt. The Hurt Business reunion. I wouldn't be mad. I kinda, at it. I'm kind of curious on how they're gonna do it because you had an MVP. He was he came out for uh, Shelton Benjamin and yeah, he uh, calls Benjamin and Alexander the tag match against yeah. the Street Profits. So I'm curious how they're gonna reform him, but I got Lashley. He's on a roll. I don't know if he's gonna go over Austin Theory though. They got they got renewed. Hope and Austin Theory, by the way, they've been booking him. So I think it's going to be some type of shenanigans in the match next week. But I still got Lashley as my number three. I'm really happy with how they've treated Lashley the last couple of years. They've, they've turned him into a fucking big deal. Um, that fucking ring entrance, man. He, lo- he looks like a goddamn action figure. <laughs> like you know? A, like, like, a, like a Greek god or something. With right. Motherfuckers for... We watched Tom Brady last night at 45 years old. Lashley's like 45. That's not the same 45. Like Those, those are two different 45-year-old men. He built um, different. Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that was Seth took the loss. Yeah. He would have, yeah. It was elimination, so he had to take the loss eventually. Uh, he could have. He got, got DQ'd or something. Oh, you know? yeah. You got That's Baron Corbin in there that could have fucking took the loss at the end. Even though I like Baron Corbin. 
Um, let's see. You said three was Lashley for you. Who's your number two? At number two, I put the whole group in there, even though we all know who the MVP is. I got Judgment Day in there, and your boy Dom Mysterio <laughs> as the MVP. He said I was out in the yard pumping weights. He said, <laughs> he, he said I'm. He said I'm about that action today. I'm paraphrasing, but hey, I, I like. Oh uh, yeah, big. T- you paraphrasing big time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the. He did say he was in the yard pumping iron. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I like how they have like a balance. Like they don't make it entirely goofy, but you know they do like a wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, that's like the. That's the only reason I really enjoy it, Judgment Day, and and because of Rhea, like those two, the combo between those two, and you talked about it earlier. I don't know. I don't know if uh, they're going to lose to the Usos because this is only for the, the Raw Tag Team Championship. I heard that. I heard that, and I kind of was like, wait a second. Because he said mm-hmm. the red belts. He said those red belts are coming back home where they need to be. Um, I don't think you can have the judgment. They beat the Usos, though. Like, the Usos and Roman are both to the point now. It's kind of like we were talking about Mickey James earlier. Like, you have to be very careful with who you have beat them. I don't think the judgment day is. I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure about that because why would you make it just for the Raw Tag Team Championship? And the SmackDown is the one where they have the streak with, so you can keep yeah. the streak going. Oh, you're and, definitely right. And also, I think this is like their way to kind of play with it and experiment with it. Like the way they're going to take the maybe one of those straps off of Roman. I think they might make the Rumble winner only could uh, compete for one of those belts. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't, I don't like Judgment Day beating the Usos, but maybe Sammy cost them some kind of way. Um, who who do you like if they split the belts up? Who do you like beating them? Because I think you should save uh, Sammy and KO for Mania. But if you split the belts up, who who you think should take one of the belts? If up? they're gonna split the belts up, then that's who you have. You have Sammy and KO take the Raw belts off of them, where the Usos can still do their thing with the tag titles on SmackDown. Um, well, who who do takes it off a of SmackDown? You just do the New Day again? No, they just they keep fucking going. For, forever? You gotta you gotta somebody's eventually gotta take it off of them. No, fuck that. They just retire with him. Okay. They either retire with him or Jimmy gets another fucking DUI and he gets suspended. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Who's your number two? Uh, my number two was your number three. The man himself, Bobby Lashley. Um, what more? I mean, we already talked about it. Like the guy looks like a fucking chisel out of granite, you know. Like, and he's he's doing really good ring work. The crowd's behind him. If they get the hurt business back together, I I'm not mad at the hurt. The hurt business could take the fucking raw titles off of him. Shelton, Shelton, Cedric, Cedric. Uh, I I guess yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Get the Hurt Business back together. Lashley could get the U.S. title. Shelton and Cedric get the Raw Tag titles. There you go. Because they're not going to take the world title off of Roman just yet. So you got the biggest title on Raw that's there every week. On the biggest, baddest motherfucker on the on the show. And then you got the Omos factor. Is he going to be in the Hurt Business? If you put Omos in the, hot, the Hurt Business, now we like, now we're cooking. The Bloodline versus the Hurt Business with Omos in there. Omos and fucking Solo, Roman and Lashley, the Usos and Shelton and and Seth. Let's do it. Sign me up. 
I just talked myself into it. You could you could squeeze a lot of storyline out of it. I don't know if I quite agree with the, them winning the belts. I wouldn't be mad at it, but I definitely want to see that feud. Give me that for a Survivor Series. Yeah, I mean, you clearly have to build Shelton and Cedric up. Like they've been defined down so much, but yeah. Uh, my number one, <laughs> duh, Mickey James, eleven-time women's champion, main event, Mickey James. WWE never put her in the main event. They put Trish there a lot. They put Lita there. I can't remember one time Mickey James was a main eventer in WWE. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Mickey James number too. one. Yeah, Mickey James main events to show a sellout crowd. I don't know about the other hundreds of people that were there, but I was there to see her not bully Ray. Um, all the other shit was just extra. The fact that I got to see Killer Killer Kelly was good. But I went there to see Mickey James last rodeo and she won the fucking title. Uh the to me, in my opinion, the best women's wrestler in my generation that I've seen head to toe, top to bottom. Becky's up there. She's not quite there yet, even though she may have been at WrestleMania. But you take a totality of a career. You got six-time Impact champion, five-time WWE champion. She's in ROH. She's been to both companies. She's the only woman to beat Trish and Lita for a title. They didn't pick Kenny Omega or Bully Ray or anybody else from outside WWE last year to come into the Royal Rumble from another company. They picked Mickey James as the Impact Women's Champion with her music from that company, announced her as the champion, let her bring the belt out. They didn't do that with anybody else. There's a reason why. So, Mickey James is my number one this week. I am not going to argue with you on that. She's a legend. She deserves her flowers while she's here. But at number one, I have uh, the group that you had, I think, at number five. I got the Elite on there. And it's kind of based on Kenny Omega being in there and what he did in Japan, too. He came off the match with Osprey, then the next week he came back and won the trios title. And they made that best of seven series fun to watch put eyes on the trios division like you said even though it's kind of a lack of a trios division there but i think they can prop it up and do some cool matches going forward so i got the elite at my number one spot and those are our power rankings for the week um i don't know if i wrote down who we picked for football last week i try to keep notes on a lot of this shit but i'm so unorganized over here that i got like I just got notes on top of notes on top of notes. So, fuck it. I don't think I yeah, wrote I, down who we did. I can't I, remember. I am writing. I know I picked the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I picked Seattle. To, I picked Seattle to upset 49ers, so I was clearly wrong on that one. But I think I got the rest of them right. I thought you picked, like, all the wild card teams to win. Yeah, I picked. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I picked, I picked Dallas, their road team. I picked New York, their road team, and I picked Seattle. Seattle was the only one I got wrong in the in the NFC. NFC. I did say two out of three, and I was right. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember the AFC teams you picked. Yeah, uh, but let's go ahead and pick the games. We got Philly versus New York on Saturday. Um, I'm gonna roll with the Giants. Oh man, I've been going back and forth with this one. 
I, I want the Giants to win. I feel like they lose by a late field goal and the, the Eagles pull it out. I'm picking the Giants, but I do think if the Cowboys beat the 49ers and the Giants win, I think we get robbed of a really good Dallas versus Philadelphia NFC championship with both quarterbacks healthy. They're the two best teams in the NFC East, two of the top three teams in the NFC. I think we would get robbed of that if the Giants win, but I don't know. The Giants looked really good last week, and I feel like the last couple of times I've watched the Eagles, they haven't looked as good, and I think I think it hurts is hurt more than what they're letting on. He didn't look good that last game. Um, that, that bye week could be a gift and a curse, too. Yeah, and, you know, the team come out flat. I don't know how good their new coach is. I don't, I don't like him, him and his fucking Capri pants. Um, how about the Dolphins coach? <laughs> what about him? EJ, all game long, they kept getting delayed games. It comes nut-cutting time. It's fourth and one. Just do a sneak. With 12 seconds left, you make complete substitutions and get a delay a game with the season on the line. And now it's fourth and six. Just sneak your quarterback up in there and let him get the first down. I, I don't understand that at all. Maybe he was too busy smoking electric, electronic cigarettes on the sideline. Hey, when your team gets blown out, it's usually like a talent discrepancy. When it's close games, a lot of times it's coaching. Yeah, and he that's what I'm saying. He fucked it up. They had a backup quarterback and they were right there to beat to beat Buffalo. Like he just he, the moment was too big for him, I feel like. And I'm not in the talking head shit really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things like your team still has to go out and win. But I'm kind of not digging how Josh Allen played like shit. Herbert didn't do well. Uh, Sunshine threw four interceptions in the first half. And all these guys are getting a pass. My quarterback came out through four touchdowns and, and ran for one. And they're like, eh, it was just the Bucks. But if he would have lost, oh, boy. Hey, that comes with the territory when you're America's team's quarterback. Yeah, hey, I don't like as, it. As, as unfair as it is sometimes. Kansas City and Jacksonville. Give me, give me KC by a, a landslide. I don't think there ain't no coming back on this one. Even though that was a spectacular comeback by Jacksonville, they did that shit against Dallas too. They were down twenty-seven to ten in the fourth quarter and fucking came back and won in overtime. This, I really want to pick Jacksonville, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna pick KC. I think, I think Kansas City is just a juggernaut right now. Uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo. Mm, this is this is gonna be a tough one to pick. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a, it's in Buffalo, isn't it? I can tell you. Give me one second. I don't because I know I know Buffalo is a higher seed, but I I know they did that weird thing with the coin flip and the home field advantage thing. I can tell you right now. Uh, this week, 
the game is in Buffalo. Yeah, give give me Buffalo. I'm I'm gonna take the Bengals. You got it closer. You think they pull away? Yeah, I think it's gonna be close, but I I just think. I don't know, man. I think the Bengals might end up in the Super Bowl again two years in a row. I think they might end up Super Bowl runner-up two years in a row, but I think they might end up in the Super Bowl again. I don't know. We shall see. For some reason, our Cowboys don't make it. I hope AFC wins. So if they do Oh, no it, doubt. I don't, want any, <laughs> I don't want anybody in the <laughs> NFC to win if Dallas doesn't win. So send the best fucking – if Dallas loses Sunday night, send me the best fucking team in the AFC. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the Eagles and Giants will be, excuse me, I think that's going to be a good game, but Sunday's games are way more intriguing. Buffalo and the Bills and then the Cowboys and 49ers versus the Jaguars and Chiefs and the Giants and Eagles. Uh, game of the week, main event again, Cowboys in the main event slot one more time. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are traveling to San Francisco to renew the rivalry of the nineties where, for about four or five years straight, whoever won this game in the playoffs ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, San Francisco, I'm still mad at them for that game in 94 that they won. The Cowboys could have four-peated, EJ. That would have been the best fucking dynasty in the history of football. They could have won four in a row, and they end up losing the game where they they fell behind, what, like 21 to nothing to San Francisco? And then I was so, I was so young. I, yeah, I, like, I, it was twenty one nothing. I want to think, and then they fought back, and Dallas came back at the end, only lost by one score, and then San Francisco went to the championship and just beat the absolute dog shit out of uh, who they fucking play. It wasn't Buffalo, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, it's the Chargers that that last Super Bowl. Ah, this is go- this is gonna be a bomb runner. I think it's gonna be a close game. Give me, give me Dallas thirty twenty seven by field goal. I don't think it's gonna be that close. Huh? I don't know why. I'm confident. I know people like to say, "Oh, Cowboys fans are delusional and blah blah blah." No, nah, I'm just, I'm just looking at. I don't think the 49ers have played anybody lately. I think Dallas can come out. And they're going to do what the 49ers did to them last year. I think Dallas is going to come out, hit them in the mouth, get a double-digit lead, and then Purdy's going to start pressing and turning the ball over. Hey, the game is going to be one on the line of scrimmage. You got If you stop San Francisco's run and force Purdy to throw, it'll be a different game, but... It's a, bit, it's a tall task to stop that running game, man. With, you got if, if Dallas can, back there. If Dallas can play smart, no penalties, no turnovers. I shouldn't say no penalties. You'll get a couple penalties, but don't get stupid pre-snap penalties on offense, putting you in long third downs, and just score. If Dallas can score three, maybe four times in the first half, field goals and touchdowns, say they put up 24 points in the first half, 24-10 at halftime. Purdy's going to start pressing. Micah's going to get turned loose. Now, 49ers are good enough to where they could just come out and do an onslaught 
and everything I'm saying about Brock, they could do to Dak. But I don't know. I just feel like this is a good revenge game. If you've listened to Cowboys interviews this year, all they've talked about, man, the 49ers really kicked our ass last year. They were talking about that shit in week four. Yeah, back to the 49ers game last year. We missed a big chance. I don't think they're going to let this one slip by again. Give me Dallas 34-24. It's a bold prediction. I hope that happens, though. Uh, wow, it's getting late early, EJ. We've been doing this for an hour and a half already. Uh, you got anything you want to say to the people before we get up out of here? Hey, man. Thanks, everybody, for support. Tuning in on a Tuesday night. You know, you could be doing a lot of better things than listening to us ramble about I wrestling. don't know about all that now. We appreciate it, though. <laughs> what else you going to be doing on a Tuesday night better than this? Fair enough. You could be a trivia. Yeah, man. I used to, those used to be the days. I kind of miss trivia. You you brought a little trivia to fucking 80 Proof last week. Hey, that was fun. Anybody that missed that, go back and listen to that podcast, 80 Proof Podcast. Yeah, uh, 80 Proof tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Again, if you're listening to this on the audio and you're on your Apple iPhone, go right now. Leave us a rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 210. Peace! See ya.